great future. We're talking real money. Hi, this is Tom Cock. Let me take you back. Way back. And I know sometimes we talk about returns going back to 1926, but let's go back to the year 1935. Now, imagine unemployment, 1935, in the United States of America, 20%. Just for a little perspective, in February of 2020, it was a little over three. Now, it's a lot of debate about how much it's going to move up and how quickly, but 20% fairly extreme. Also, you had a raging case of deflation. Prices actually going down. You had the breadbasket of the United States turned into the Dust Bowl. You have the storm clouds, you know, gearing up in Europe, led by this guy named Hitler that people didn't take very seriously, but should have. And then along the way, Franklin Roosevelt and Congress came up with the New Deal, and that was supposed to sort of solve this economic issue, but it really hasn't. It, we're really in a Great Depression. It's really tough. And so, yes, people are looking for jobs. Yes, people are looking for income. Yes, people are looking for ways to make money. But they're also working on the other side of the equation that many times all of us forget about. That is saving money. And I think it's an important thing to consider right now as we head into what appears to be a very serious, hopefully brief, economic downturn. There's no question, I think, among economists that today we're in a recession. I think the question will be how long we're in the recession and how deep it really is. If you work in the restaurant industry, my heart goes out to you. This is an industry that in March lost $25 billion of income. If you work in the airline industry, well, with the bailout, it appears, don't call it the bailout, they say, it appears that many people will keep their jobs, at least for now. And so we're in a very tough time. And maybe it's time for you to look at the other part of the equation when it comes to money, not just making money in markets, but keeping money that you might spend. Remembering the greatest generation, my father was a member of that. My father was an extremely frugal person. I can remember teasing him about tennis shoes, Converse high tops. Who thought they'd get so popular again? Converse high tops that he had for 20-odd years. Making Christmas gifts. I can remember him making me building blocks as a small boy, actually cutting up the wood, sanding it, and painting it. My father was a physician. He had a pretty good income for a fairly long period of time, but he did things like that. In this period of time, where you have more time, generally, not saying everybody's sitting around not doing anything, but you got a little more time right now. You're not, you've reduced your commute, right? It might not be working the same long hours. You're not running your kids all over town, right? Because there's nowhere to run them to good time to look at all those expenses. I just out of curiosity last week, took a look at my homeowner's insurance, got a couple of other bids and found out that I could save a thousand dollars a year. Basically this, I mean, insurance is the same thing, right? Basically, if there's something catastrophic, hopefully they'll pay. Hopefully there won't be anything catastrophic, but a thousand dollars right there. So that got me curious. 
and we're looking into our mobile phone bill. We're looking into our cable TV, all of those things that we sort of just pay and don't really think about. So during this difficult time, that's one thing to consider. Another is, and I know it's not a great time. You're going to have to look at your statements pretty soon here because we just finished a miserable quarter. 100% stock portfolio lost over 30%, a 60-40, 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds lost about 18%. If you're a little more conservative, a 40-60, you lost about 11%. But this is a good time to look at your portfolio in terms of not how much you've lost, but in terms of whether or not it matches those things that we talk a lot about right? It matches your need for return. It matches your ability to take risk and it matches your need for the money. If you need the money in less than five years, I don't know that you should be much in stocks. And that brings me to the third part. This is another time to consider getting guidance, getting somebody to look at your situation, getting somebody to say, Hey, did you think about this? Did you think about moving money from an IRA to a Roth IRA? Did you think about putting off those required minimum distributions? Because you don't have to take them this year. Did you think about reallocating that portfolio to have the right type of bonds? Because I still see a lot of people coming to us. And by the way, we're doing all of our work remotely. Very easily done in the business we're in. Your people are sending us statements and a secure server. We're analyzing them, looking at their portfolios, and then holding Zoom meetings met with a lot of people that I don't get to see directly, but through the computer. And we're finding, for example, that many of you hold a sizable amount of corporate bonds, right? Corporate IOUs, and those have been hammered in this recent downturn, as we might expect, because sometimes corporations can pay you back and sometimes they can't. The right type of bonds, government bonds, the bedrock, have done great. In fact, the intermediate term bond fund that we use for our clients up over 8% year to date. I'm not saying go out and buy a bond fund to make money, but the bonds should be the place to look at. So in this difficult time, consider looking at your spending again. Consider looking at your portfolio to make sure it matches up what you're trying to achieve. And consider again, getting that second opinion, getting that guidance that will hopefully make your financial life better. I'm Tom Conner. Talking Real Money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap. <laughs>